Hello, and welcome to The Smile Project, Finding Your True Joy. I'm Dr. Janet Rowland. As we approach the holidays, Thanksgiving this month and Christmas next month, I really start to make lists. You all probably can relate to doing the same thing. And those lists get longer and longer and longer, and I feel more overwhelmed, overwhelmed, overwhelmed. How do we get through this? When I'm making lists, I'm making Christmas lists. What does everyone want? What am I having to buy? I'm making lists of events. Where are we going? Whose house are we attending? What meal am I making? List of menus. Will I make the turkey? Will I make the dressing? Will I have something catered? What will I ask my mom to do? What will I ask other people to bring? I make list of groceries. Ugh, grocery list. I get halfway through a recipe and I know I've forgotten something. List of recipes. List of experiences. I mean, I want all my family to have this amazing Christmas time. I spend more time doing online shopping, trying to figure out who I'm buying a present for and who I'm not, contemplating and planning whose house we go to for Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day. What about school events, events with friends, not to mention community events? I mean, there's a parade, a tree lighting. We want to go ice skating. There's a Santa visit. There's a concert a candlelight church service, a volunteering opportunity, a holiday show at the symphony center, or a program at school we want to see. (sighs) Oh, and did I say elf on the shelf? Really? Thousands and thousands of ideas to make your elf be the most creative, charming delight for your children and the envy of all your social media friends. We decorate trees, we decorate houses, we decorate yards, fences, front doors, and each task has with it the addition of making and keeping traditions, trying to make it perfect year after year, better than last year. I've spent years creating these magical traditions for my family. We always go to Hilltop Tree Farm the day after Thanksgiving to get a live tree. Then we come home, put on Christmas music, and decorate the tree. We always open Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve, and they always match. We always make sugar cutout cookies with frosting and leave those out for Santa with a note. The kids' stockings always contain the best gifts, including bite-sized donuts. My husband and I always go Christmas shopping for a long weekend. We always attend an extended family Christmas where we exchange gifts. We always attend our local Christmas symphony show as a family. We always send out cards with our family's picture. 26 years into this family tradition, and mom is exhausted. So is dad, by the way. One year, I made two dozen deviled eggs to take to one such extended family Christmas dinner. It was two hours away. I carefully prepared them in the morning, 
and place them in those special containers. You know, the ones that have the little cutout and the raised lid so that nothing gets squished and they don't roll around. We put them in a cooler so they would arrive fresh and cold. At this time, I had two toddlers, and my two toddler daughters needed Christmas dresses with matching bows. I needed to take presents for my parents, grandparents, siblings, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, and nephews. I had to fill my car up with gas and wash it and get myself and my husband in appropriate festive attire. We gathered in the basement for this family buffet with no less than 20 individual dishes. Everyone had brought something. There was holiday music playing in the background. The tables were set with tartan, plaid, gold, trim tablecloth and napkins. As I'm sitting there at this table of eight people, there were like 10 tables, by the way, of eight people. I'm sitting with my cousin who's just slightly younger than me. What's wrong with these eggs? She shouted out, Who brought these? They are terrible, she said as she tried to spit the egg out in a polite but obviously disgusted way. Oh no, I brought them. What's wrong with them? They're so rubbery, she said. What? I look at my husband, mortified, trying with every brain cell I had to figure out what had happened. We brought them in a cooler. He'd taken them out of the garage freezer. Wait, what? The freezer? Oh my gosh. And my rush to get everything done and get it done perfectly. I had put the finished, beautiful paprika sprinkled eggs in the freezer. He had taken them out, having no idea they would be garbage. But they were. We still talk about this almost every year at family gatherings because it's such an accurate portrayal of what happens when I try to do too much. I get sidetracked. I get distracted. I do things wrong. I do things halfway. And I don't even know. I forget my purpose is not in the perfect eggs, but in the perfect child, the one born in a manger, the one who would save my soul. My biggest takeaway at this time of year is setting boundaries. They're not always um, sugar plums dancing in my children's heads boundaries, but my girls know that they are loved and cherished and they love me more when I'm not stressed out or overwhelmed or tired. They love me most when I can sit and visit or play and I'm not cooking, wrapping and shopping. Think about that the next time you go to visit someone. I do this with my mom. If she's in the kitchen and she's cooking and running around, she has no time to visit with us. No time to just sit and talk and enjoy our company. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that person. I want to be present. We no longer travel to three Christmases in 24 hours. Santa only comes to our house. He doesn't travel. I want to wake up at home and I don't take food to events out of town anymore. Me getting there with my family in tow is enough. We don't buy everyone a gift. It just isn't necessary. So we don't buy gifts just to buy gifts. We buy gifts to show how much we appreciate something someone has done or how much we love them or how much fun we're going to have doing something together like a board game. We're generous with our time and our money and our attention, but I no longer give my whole self away. I want to finish the season rested, 
loved and warmed by the hope of a savior and a new year. The other thing I do is clear my head and I'll encourage you to do that too. If you draw two circles on a piece of paper and write down everything you have going on right now in your life in one circle, and then just your top five important things in the other circle, you'll see a big difference. You'll see there's a lot more white space in the circle with just your top five things. Look at all the room you have to think and move and grow and change. This is how I want to approach my season, and I encourage you to do it too. What are your top five things? Make those five things really special. Don't get bogged down in the hundreds of extras and all the social media rage. For me, my top five include our candlelight service at church on Christmas Eve. It's one of the most beautiful events I go to every year. Getting our tree the day after Thanksgiving, decorating it with my family. Christmas shopping with my husband. Sometimes we get to go out of town and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just go to Target and that's good enough. And making and decorating those Christmas cookies with my girls. The gift under the tree may not all be in matching ribbon. I've always been jealous of the moms who can do that. Every present wrapped perfectly in matches. The garland on the outside of my house may not even get hung this year, but I know my home and my children will know they are loved and cherished. And that is where I find my true joy. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening today. I'm Dr. Janet Rowland on The Smile Project, finding your true joy. Subscribe to my podcast wherever you hear your favorite podcast. I hope you find your best smile this week.